0: listening to the Food Talk Show. I've had a good Christmas. What about you, Ollie? It's Boxing Day.
1: Extremely good. Extremely good. Did you?
0: Yeah. Feeling a bit like I might
1: have overeaten and overindulged. I
0: I definitely have. Um, um, So, uh, my name is Sue Nelson, and for the next half an hour or so, we're going to be talking about all things food and drink, and I'm joined by my fellow presenter, Ollie Lloyd, who's head of clients at Hearst, and originally was the founder of Great British Chefs. No holly today. She's obviously off with a family doing something. Honestly.
1: Whereas we're here. Honestly. We're troopers. You know, we well We're troopers. Come rain or shine. Yes. Did you enjoy um the boxer shorts that I bought you for Christmas? They were absolutely lovely. I mean edible like boxer shorts. It was a bit weird, I thought, you know. <laughs> I and mean, I understand it's in, in keeping with the whole idea of food innovation and stuff. Yeah. I'm just not sure they're gonna catch on as Oh people.
0: thank you, thank you. you know? Um somebody for a joke bought me a Sous vide <laughs> yeah. cooking book. Good to make me use my Sous vide yeah. machine properly.
1: You, used, you have good do you have eggs for this morning?
0: uh I haven't tried that one yet, no. but I've been reading about it so so I didn't re- realize you needed them for an hour.
1: Well, there are two different ways. You can do thirteen minutes, or you can do right. an hour.
0: So this is um, for anybody who doesn't have sous vide. Let's face it, nobody does. Um, uh, I do, Basically, you, you do. just put eggs in their shell straight in the water bath. Mm-hmm. Don't need to do anything else. Nope. Uh, leave them in there for an hour at I can't remember. I think it's something like fifty-seven degrees centigrade. Yeah, I there's, remember. there's sixteen. Um, and uh, then when you take them out and just crack the shell open, a poached egg appears on your toast. It's kind of bonkers. It is mad. It's good though, isn't it? It's great, good, it's great. Um, but you
1: know, because do you remember a few weeks ago, months ago probably now, we had the truffle hunter yes, on the programme. And so yes. I made this big plan at that, at that programme to make sure I had truffles on Christmas Day. And so we had smoked salmon, scrambled eggs, and truffles on toast. Very and you know the really annoying good. thing? My deeply irritating children... Really like truffles.
0: It. Yeah, yeah. And I'm expensive, like, no, 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 no no, no, no,
1: no, you cannot, really. you cannot. It's like, no, stay with yeah, like, Oh, yeah, these yeah. are much better than mushrooms. I'm like, no, 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 no this is not for you.
0: Ah. Well, mm. we had everything. We had stuffing, um, homemade, obviously. And, uh, you know, Fortnum's sausages No, I made it myself from scratch No, point. <laughs> <No, more laughs> um, and uh, sausage with bacon wrapped around. Mm. Got to do that. Got to uh, do that. Made bread sauce.
1: Very uh, impressive. I've never which was that.
0: really nice, actually. It was really, really lovely um infused um short bought stuff claggy and horrible. Yep. Uh we do chicken, not turkey. Don't really like turkey. Um it was absolutely gorgeous. Hmm. And then I made Christmas pudding ages and ages ago, which Did has been you? bubbling away. Yeah. Steamed that for five hours. That was lovely. <laughs> You're, impressed? Really, I'm, oh, you're
1: I'm, so impressed? Do you know? I'm really, I'm really interested. I, you know, I don't often raise facts. I don't know the answer to, it, but I wonder how many people actually do make their own Christmas pudding because it's so
0: eat, all we have to do is mix stuff. You don't have to cook yeah. anything. I mean, kids. My can grandmother do
1: it. always used to do it.
0: Yeah, kids can do it. So it's just nuts and.
1: But you need a good fruit
0: and four beer. or five weeks in advance. Yeah, really, but yeah, because it just it just sits there That's bubbling away. Yeah, and yeah. then just have to steam it. I mean, you could steam it for four hours, you know, the day before, and then just, just steam it for half an hour before you serve it. Yeah, I've fine. got
1: images of the argo and my grandmother's one yeah. just in a white bowl cooking it's, away. It just
0: smells of Christmas. And then, all then the that brandy fruit and Yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Marvellous. 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 Did Flash get anything? Flash the torch Do you know, for Christmas? you know, you
1: asked about Flash. We didn't buy her a present, but this year my children uh, insisted she had her own Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm like, what? Seriously? So, a tortoise in,
0: in her area so actually hibernating. No, she's not, not actually here
1: because she, ah. she had an operation last year. She's not allowed to hibernate this year, so she literally is. What well, do you just keep waking her up every five minutes? She's not happy about being up. Mm. She's, you know, we give her a bath and then she sort of runs around. Um, you but yeah, a no, she, tortoise a bath. Yeah, they have to give them water. They're not very really good at drinking themselves. They sit in puddles basically. Yeah, okay. Seriously, life's complicated. Anyway, she's got a Christmas tree and my son had a dream about the tortoise standing up and eating the balls off it. I'm like, no, 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 okay. (laughs) Which may link back to sort of, you know, too much turkey. So
0: we thought we'd carry on celebrating because I had a lovely day yesterday and I hope everybody else did. Um, So we're joined by Charlie Holland of Gusbourne. Hi, Charlie. Hi Sue uh, We're going to talk all about uh, the wonderful Gusborn, Who are going from strength to strength really Because you're quite near my house Yes, far.
2: we're uh, not very far away from here at all um, We're in the, in the Kent countryside Lovely um, yeah. So we're going to have a Hopefully you've bought some with us just a taste I have Excellent, I have. that's very good
0: um, And then we've got Danielle Becker of Binary Botanicals Hi Danielle, we've met before because I love your stuff
3: Thank you, Yeah, nice to be with you and see you No, No
1: idea, very good So we're going to have a, 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 a taste of
0: some table beer
1: it's lovely. Can't, can't complain. I mean, I, I, no. had, I had planned to have a dry day today, but you know.
0: <laughs> well, no, we might do that on the second of January. Okay, we have got a program on the second of January, so we'll, we'll be mm. good then.
1: Yeah, I know what you'll do. You'll, you'll end up booking in people who are like like vodka, gin, and and you know tequila to start the year. No, actually, you're wrong. No, you you, you normally start. Programs, no, you're don't. wrong. You're so wrong.
0: We've really? got a chef oh, and nice. and somebody who does pudding, vegan pudding. Nice. There, there we go. So, there you are. Okay, We'd have a shot with it. Wrong again. And also we've got Frankie
4: Snowbell. Hello. Hello, from Tipplesworth. And <laughs> um, what have
0: you brought with you today?
4: Um, so I've brought Festive Punch. It's a hot yeah. gin cocktail, much nicer oh. than mulled wine. Very yeah. boozy, perfect for Boxing Day.
0: Oh, so shall we start with... Sh- Shall we start with sparkling first, I yeah, think? Uh, I'm going
2: to attempt to open a bottle right. live on air. Which right. is What's the worst that,
0: that can happen?
1: No, no, no. In the end, as long as we got a you pot... you only got
0: sprayed once?
1: Myself. I did get sprayed mm. once. I think that's because you shook it up. You had some sort of <laughs> yeah. Formula One moment, didn't
0: yes. you? So, Gusbourne is based in Appledore in Kent, which is a beautiful part of Kent, actually. If nobody's ever been there, it's gorgeous, isn't it?
1: It's a lovely
2: part of the world, yeah. And lovely. Um, yeah, we're, we're just above the, uh, the Romney Marsh, looking out towards the sea, about six miles away from the sea. Um, and your first vines were planted in 2004
0: um and uh we know how good the weather is also not oh, at the moment job, but the weather yeah. is yeah good job they have done that before <laughs> um in kent and the southeast um it's really uh shaping up in terms of the the soil and the weather in terms of just being almost the perfect sparkling wine region
2: yeah because, uh,
0: because a little bit because of climate change
2: uh, yeah it's um it's not very often you actually get a new uh, a new wine region appearing on the sort of the world scene that can really, you know, excel and do amazing at what what we do. And we have we have a perfect climate, really, and the perfect soils for making sparkling wine. Mm. And I think in the last twenty years or so, really, it's um, sorry, I'm trying to talk and pour uh, right. wine at the same time. It's okay,
1: multitasking. As well. yeah.
2: yeah, it's all good. Um, so so yeah, we we we're really set up for for making this. And I think in the last sort of twenty years, we've gone from an industry that is. Um, not uh, not particularly well-known for winemaking to, to being recognised as making, you know, sparkling wine that can really stand up mm. against the best from around the world.
0: So what's your blend? Is it the traditional champagne blend of, of, of um, let me test my memory here, Chardonnay, uh, Pinot, Meunier and Pinot Noir?
2: Correct, correct. So, three? The, so we grow the three traditional, the Holy Trinity, if you like, of, of sparkling wine. Um, and they, you know,
0: oh, God, pe- people gorgeous. are
2: making wine that way for 200 years. There's kind of a, a reason why they work so well together in the blend. Um, and this is our this is our Brut Reserve two thousand and fifteen. We're trying <coughs> a Very blend nice. of all, all three varieties we grow, and importantly, it's made in the traditional method. So you know, essentially, the same sort of method of production of champagne, which gives you this lovely, uh, you know, lovely effervescence,
0: slightly box. biscuity.
2: Yep, yep. It's it's or four just, years old now, so it's yep. it's starting to show a bit of age and development as well. So this is
0: twenty fifteen Brute Reserve. Um, I'm going to go over to our guests. Any thoughts on that?
4: Absolutely delicious. delicious. It is, isn't it? So <laughs> and the is very
0: pretty as well. So Frankie and Danielle are right behind that. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a tough
1: gig, this, isn't it? Basically, we go on air and we, we drink sparkling wine. And we don't invite people on who, are, who sort of produce rubbish. It's like we produce, <laughs> we produce the best.
3: It's so just, tell me, so exactly the region. Gorgeous.
1: So who else is... So there are quite a number of, of vineyards down it's in the area.
0: It's 30 or 40 now. 30
1: or 40? Just in Kent alone. Just in
2: Kent, yeah. Let I alone Sussex. There's, um, there's over 400, nearly 500 vineyards around the UK now. Mm. So huge. Some of them are
1: quite small, but some of them are quite sizeable. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested you're doing a reserve because I've always been struck by the fact that actually production runs are pretty limited. Mm. Um, so what made you decide to, you know, sit on your stock for four years? We, we believe um, really uh, to get that... That real
2: interest and the level of complexity in the wine, you've really got to leave it for enough time to do it justice. The wines can be quite tight when they're young. And really, if you leave them for four years, they open up and they move beyond this fruitiness into this lovely, you know, biscuity, savoury character as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really like the savoury thing. And it's because it's older for me. um, Whereas sometimes, you know, there's some great champagnes out there and some great sparkling wines. But when they're very young, they're quite um, acidic for me. Whereas this has gone... Past that, and there's some real yep. character coming mm. out.
2: Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, I think these wines. You know, we, our first release was 2006. We're still drinking. We had a tasting last week of that. It's still in magnificent form. So we don't know how long they'll actually last for. Uh, but we've still got
1: stock of the 2000s. Uh, a,
2: a little bit, yeah. Um, but we, we're keeping more and more stocks of our older, older you wines. We need to keep it for posterity. Don't yeah, you? yeah. Mm. Um, but they're 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 shaping up really, really well. So you know, you can keep, a I think, a sparkling wine like this because it has a higher acidity. So it essentially acts as a preservative. And, um, you know, 10 years, they're still in really great shape.
1: And is the majority of your sales into the UK? I mean, is this sort of we're drinking this stuff or is it going abroad?
2: We are, uh, the majority of it goes to the UK, but we're selling, uh, we're in 15 different countries now around the world. So we're selling selling a lot abroad, Um, generally in countries where they have a really strong association with Britishness. What we're trying to do really is promote, you know, what, People think of Britishness in a positive way of, you know, um, creativity, uh, attention to detail, craftsmanship. Um, and when you go to, for instance, America or you go to parts of Asia, parts of um, Scandinavia, they really have this association with with Englishness and Britishness mm. being positive. So we're seeing piggybacking of, on that. Yeah, we find yeah. a lot of people find it really, um, really interesting abroad as well. Mm.
0: So explain to us exactly how you start a vineyard. So I've got a bit of a back garden. <clears throat> You know, I've got a few acres, and they yep. all seem to be on the right slope. Um, so, where do you get your vines from? Just like I don't know, do
2: you go? You get them from nurseries. Vines? Nurse, you, yeah. You go essentially go shopping, and you can go. There's some in in Germany and Switzerland and France, and you go across and you decide which which type of not just the varieties. We have about forty different clones within those varieties, and they all have slightly different nuance, characters, flavours. Growing conditions. So um, if we
0: take the um, Pinot Noir grape, y- y- you'll have various of those,
2: not just one. That's correct. Yeah, and we have some, you know, essentially Burgundian clones, which come from Dijon, yep. uh, as opposed to the Champagne clones. And they have slightly different characteristics and flavours. And what we're trying to do is just have this, you know, broad plethora of sites and clones we can choose from and we can try and piece together our our blend so this one here for instance would have had probably about 50 different components see i
0: just thought no i didn't know that i just thought there was three grapes three grape varieties you plant three vines and then you've you know you might slightly blend it differently it might be 15 percent chardonnay Um, but what you're saying is it's almost like a yeah, very very complicated wine maker or, or beer or, or, or brewer mm. where where you'll sample all the different let's say Pinot Noir grapes and then your your you know your sort of winemaker will then decide how how best to put those together That's, for that particular yeah. year.
2: Yep. So we have I think. 14 different vineyards but within those 40 different clones and some of them Mm. and where possible we'll pick everything separately we'll press everything separately we'll ferment everything separately and we have about 100 different tanks and probably about 200 different barrels and my job when I go back in um, after, after Boxing Day in the New Year we will we'll sit down and go through all of these wines and taste them all blind completely so you don't let a vineyard live on previous glories yeah, yeah. and you essentially grade them all and you say how good they are and what style they would suit in terms of the wine and then after that and it takes about six weeks just to taste them all uh,
0: and then it's, it's a real skill though to, to say well I know that particular thing will go very very well with this or it'll bring out the best in it or will complement it amazingly yeah. and sometimes you'll get stuff that does at all, yeah, it reacts yeah.
2: react badly. So, yeah. how do you know that? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> just experience. Um, I th- there's some experience. The, r- the real artistry, I think, is then the blending to actually say you're tasting something that essentially, you know, this year's crop that will uh, last year's crop we will be tasting when we go back in January, and the wines are very young, uh, quite acidic, quite green, um, flat. Cloudy, And you have to say, okay, what are these wines going to be like in four or, four or five years' time when they're aged, they're developed, they've softened, they're fizzy, they're clear. Um, so you
0: have to know not only what that tastes like now, but actually... Project yourself knowing how that will mature in taste terms in, in four years' time because you might just taste a little something around the edge and you go, I know that's going to get bigger, yep. I know that's going to diminish, I know, but you have, to, I mean, I don't even know how you do that.
2: Yeah. Well, the fruit yeah, is so obviously at the four at the beginning, it's all very fruit focused, and then yep. you sort of have to look at. So, where are those sort of mineral characters and terroir sort of characters coming
1: from? When you said 40 different vineyards, all the so all the wine that you produce is it grown by yourself or do you source from a wider variety of producers? We, we just grow our own. You just grow and, So and the that's... vineyard is an area within your vineyard. Yeah, we so we it's have a sub vineyard.
2: We have most of ours in 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 Kent, uh, in Appledore, and then we have about a third of our vineyards over near Chichester in in Sussex, and um, and yeah, we we find it really important to look after your vines for two reasons really. Firstly, you're in complete control. Uh, of, of quality from start to finish, so you make the right decisions at the right time and, and traceability. Yeah, as well, yeah, right? and and mm. probably more importantly, we're trying to create wines that have this sort of sense of provenance and sense of place. So a real sort of um, you know, this terroir. To- to- well, we want to understand what the soils and how they express themselves in the wine. And if you're buying grapes in, obviously you lose that. So. Mm. You know, it takes about ten years to sort of learn how to grow, to look after your vines. Probably takes another ten to fifteen years to sort of understand how to make the wine from those vines. So that's why they say it's really a sort of a generational business.
0: So you're about half well, halfway through, through the same exactly. phase. Yeah. we're not doing badly. Yeah,
2: me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm this excited by the
0: next. This 2015 is gorgeous. I need a top up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you pass me on bottle? Might as
1: so well. So where is, is it it Christmas. Where, no, it is indeed. Yeah, I'm gonna have a. So a, where where do you so where where do people buy this?
2: So um, you know where we sell our wines in sort of uh, high-end restaurants, Michelin-star places. That's was been our real heartland of where we we we, um, we sell our wines. But um,
0: we're lucky enough to have some great independent farm shops and things like Macnade's, who've been on here yeah, as well. And, yeah, yeah. and and so you'll you'll see a really great range of Kent sparkling wines in, in good independence yep. because local people want to buy local wine, right? Really.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, we we don't really sell our wines through, you know, supermarkets or through multiples. Um not that we have a problem with that, but really we want our wines to be sort of you know exclusive and where we're yep. seen mm. you don't want to see it on a on a supermarket some shelf more, discounted. Have some yeah, more
1: it's <laughs> good. Yeah. It's good. Excellent. It's a nice you know, it's funny, champagne some champagne bottles um it's quite a sort of big based champagne. That's nice, It's you know, a nice bottle. A, mm. Sparkling wine, sorry. Trademark. Um, it's a. It's a really. It is a really nice bottle, actually. And and um,
0: I, I. I'm really sorry, but I truly believe that English sparkling is 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 better than a lot of French now. It's French champagne. I think there's some incredibly high end, beautiful uh, uh, French champagnes, but I think at the at the sort of. I want to celebrate a celebrity bottle of, of of sparkling I I just don't think you can get better than English at the moment. Yeah. Do, do you think I just
2: No, I think you're right I mean we're, we're making exceptional wines in this country and you know ourselves but other people are making some great great wines. I, I think you know what we're finding is we're moving on from that. Obvious comparison with champagne, I think when you set up, for instance, you know, Central Otago, or New Zealand thought about Burgundy and Napa Valley thought about Bordeaux, you naturally try to emulate a style. And I think we started off doing that with with champagne, but we've moved on from that, I think, now. Um, They're different styles, you know, champagne is what it is and it's brilliant and we, we love it and we should celebrate that. We can do something different here and I think our wines... It's it's really it's about the acidity and it's, it's about It's moving
0: freshness. and emerging into into its own taste profile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's,
2: it's it's generally lighter. It's it, they're juicy. They're very you know acidity. How juicy that mm. it, it's mm. really important for that sort of um, you know to get that lovely sort of you know exciting wines to, to drink. It's yeah. funny.
1: I feel this is going to sound so gauche, but I think some of those sort of premium champagnes have become too sort of, of vanilla, and I think when you drink them. I actually think they got. Quite, they really lack personality. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to drink more than two glasses of this. I think it's an opener for an evening. It's not. I know, can't drink champagne. Much. In volume, it's,
0: no, no, no. But it's, it's a great start to an evening. It is, and
1: it, and it really. I think this is a really good example of a wine that opens up. Yeah. You know, it opens up the palate. It's a good start so, to Boxing Day. It's a great. Well, <laughs> apart from the scrambled eggs and and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and bacon yeah, and all okay, the rest okay. of it that they managed to cover last night. Mm. So, 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 what is that costing roughly? 30, that's around forty forty pounds, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and, and and you know, in terms of,
1: but that's your high end, that isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, that's kind of our. That's I think so that's most that's where we are. Yeah. We we have uh, higher end wines above that as well, mm. um, but you know, you're right in terms of making wines that are. Uh, we're not actually setting out to make perfect, symmetrical wines. You know, we don't want these wines because you take all the edges off and you do end up with something that's a bit vanilla. So we want something that's a bit more interesting and has character and expression. Um, And that's probably more important to us than actually making something that is the perfect sort of specimen.
0: Very, very, very good indeed.
1: Good Good start.
0: Delicious.
1: Good start. Delicious. Maybe maybe that can fans all around the table here. So what about this? I'm just going to pitch out a resolution for 2020 for you. No, 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 it's a good one. It's a good one. No French sparkling wines. I've done that all... Have you? 2019, probably, so, yeah. Re- really? No,
0: no, seriously. And I think because I live in the middle of Kent and we're surrounded by... I mean, you've only got to drive somewhere now and there's vineyards everywhere,
1: isn't there? Um, okay, how about um, every time you come up to London to do a record on these programmes, you bring me some of that sparkling wine? <laughs> okay, I'll do that.
0: Yeah. But well, we've got so many to choose from. There's some great... And there's some tiny vineyards as well. I mean, they're producing very small amounts, but, but uh, excellent. Really, really good. It's, so it's very really good. That's great. Right, we're going to move on now to Binary Botanicals. Um, so, Danielle, uh, tell us. So you're, you're a brewer. That, yes, that is your background yes, yes, you are I'm a brewer
3: engineer and a brewer um, yes. <laughs> amazing
0: so um, obviously sitting here next to the um, sort of Gus expertise tell us why you did this now I, I find this very intriguing I think you've got a real marketing issue here because it's I'm calling it a beer but it's not really a beer how would you describe it do you want to open some up Ollie Oh,
1: yeah yeah. Been, yeah here we go here we go um,
3: um, multitask
1: so, so uh, you can hand it over, to, the, to, hand it over oh. to another guest how would like you then? describe it
3: um I suppose maybe first the um, background to why we started the product is yeah. I think this whole trend towards moderation is just gathering um, momentum. People looking for... Well, next month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as yeah. we started for dry January. Yeah. People are looking for um, less alcoholic versions of things, and uh, but they don't want that to make this be a sacrifice on flavour. So they still want something which is tasty and delicious um, without the compromise. So, you know, I love beer and I think beer actually is a bit of a second cousin often to a lot of other alcoholic beverages and even in my own world I would switch to having wine with a meal rather than continuing with beer. So the whole ethos behind it was trying to come up with a beer that genuinely pairs well with food
0: we've talked about this a lot haven't we Ollie is that you go in and automatically if you go to a restaurant they will assume that you will want wine with your meal Mm. which most times I do but you know do you remember we had that lady on I can't remember she cooked an amazing meat casserole I can't remember it was and then she served a stout beer with it it was phenomenal and I was thinking why do I ever have wine with this really great big juicy you know meaty stew when actually the stout went so brilliantly with it. But I'm I just not educated in that way about what you can do with food. And and when you go to a restaurant, it's always perpetuated, isn't it? It you is, but, I, but I also think
1: even in the home environment, it, 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 it's a really difficult consumer behaviour to change, to inspire people to think more imaginatively about the, the the drinks they choose and the way they choose them. You know, I, I find the whole concept of pairing with food just a complete non-starter because people who pair wines and beers with foods have a certain knowledge and the truth is most consumers don't have that knowledge and actually most restaurants don't have that knowledge obviously in the high end ones they do
3: so so this is the non-alcoholic version so this is perfect now as you're starting for dry January Okay well I think it's interesting if we're going to try that first
0: and then try the normal one because yes, I, I have I yes. have the normal one at home. Yeah. Um I'd really be interested Charlie in what you thought. So so the, the 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 thing behind this for me sorry to cut across you here is that it's a table beer. So it has a bit of a prosecco profile to it I think and yet it's a beer. No, obviously that's non-alcoholic.
2: Yeah, I'd go even further than that. We were having a conversation before the yeah. show and it's almost like a Sauvignon Blanc with that sort of aromatics it has to it. Uh, really, you know, delicate and approachable and soft. None of those sort of um, mm.
1: bitter edges to it. So it's lovely and refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's
2: and, a really and interesting reference,
1: Sauvignon Blanc, because I think that's one of, those, those, one of the most drinkable, mm. those sort of, you know, super cold white wines. And actually, I get that. I do get that in terms of the... And but I th- but, and I think but that,
0: it's it's you know it it does I mean nobody I don't think has done non-alcoholic wine particularly well yet because it's a, so blooming difficult. Um, whereas because this is slightly more beery as opposed to you know it's a combination of the two in terms of taste for me, it, it succeeds really well as non-alcoholic. Mm. And I think there's uh, the, great there's some great non-alcoholic beers. Let's face it now.
3: There are some <clears throat> super non-alcoholic beers. I think where, where they struggle though is a lot of what brewers do is they'll add a lot of hops to try and Mimic the taste of a real beer, so that yep. you don't feel like you're being shortchanged. So to come up with something that was light and aromatic, but without the bitterness, actually was quite a um, a lot of development uh, time. So actually, the non-alcoholic was harder to get right imagine. than the yep. than the alcoholic um, yep. version. Um, so we're hoping that in dry January, people will see it as a as a great option for. Uh, not drinking because you still want something adult you know drinking out of a wine glass enjoying with meal not having to switch to lime and soda or orange juice also if you don't don't
0: want to draw attention to the fact that you're doing that it looks great because it it looks like any other alcoholic drink and I know that sounds a a really trite thing to say but not at all you know I don't want to make a big thing of the fact that I I don't want people to take the mickey or you know I just want a grown up drink that looks like alcohol that nobody's going to question me about
3: so true I mean, we have a lot of pregnant ladies who buy it so that they can also feel like they can you know, enjoyed. It It still looks like it's in a you know part yeah. of celebrations and occasion that it goes with it.
0: But the thing is, Daniel, this is actually Boxing Day. We're not dry January. So can you <laughs> no,
1: one the
3: either. alcoholic yeah, is now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
1: it's got a really light flavour, hasn't it? I mean, that's because I think you know we've we've done quite a bit over the last in, in 2019. I'd say more than we had in 2018 mm. of focusing on the non-alcoholic sector.
0: Trying to, yeah trying well, to th- get I, that I, debate know,
1: I, I, think um, the, I think the point you raised about people are moving towards moderation but they don't want to lose on flavour, is absolutely right and I think there is this, there's a combination I think it's, it's, it's about you know, health, it's about you know, sort of weight loss. It's about a whole series of different things that people are sort of playing with in terms of actually moderating a bit more. Mm. I think it's, I think it's less trendy to be completely wasted. All right Excellent. now, Charlie,
0: Charlie, that is why I order this. That's really nice, don't you think? That's
1: oh, beautiful. It's slightly.
0: I just think okay, it's really it interesting. You haven't got any, Ollie? Sorry.
2: I, I just think it's really.
0: I just love it, which is why I have it at home.
2: And it's so unique. I think it is really unique. It's hard, you've, it's you've,
3: hard to classify. Though. Yeah, yeah. And then that's one of our biggest challenges. I think is. Um, uh, we're hoping also there'll be more entrance into this category because as a challenger brand, trying to create a category, that's quite a big job for a startup.
0: <laughs> I mean, how do you do that, Ollie? It's, it's almost impossible.
1: Well, I think there are some set ways of doing carton, it, which know? is, you know, you've got to try and, you know, bring the influencers and the media with you. I think that... Truth be told, it's easier today to do it than it was 10, 15 years ago where there weren't the routes to market. And I think that, you know, trying to find ways of building relationships with, you know, key editors, key restaurants, key places, mm. that that's the only way to do it. But I actually I think I think the difficult thing is jumping from the sort of two, three million turnover to that, the sort of the big league. And obviously not everyone wants to do the kind of mass distribution, but with a product like this, this, you know, yeah. you might as well go for mass distribution because I'm assuming you're not constrained the way you are by by oh, vineyard space. I'll tell
0: everybody about it.
3: Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: what, what, what are you thinking, uh, Frankie? Are you enjoying that? I am, and I don't it's actually. I don't. It? I don't usually drink beer. I'm not a beer, beer fan, but this is very refreshing, and I would actually happily drink this. No, so. Can you
0: imagine you. it with food, though? Mm. Yes. Which is some beers I can't. I don't know why. I think maybe they're too big
1: somehow. I, I, mean, I think that's. You, know, that, you would pair that very happily with, you know, beautiful fish, with yep. really yeah. kind of lovely, you know, deep um, sort of vegetable notes and cream and stuff. I mean, it would, work, it would work really beautifully. It's clean. It cuts through. I've got some people coming on New Year's Eve who, who fancy themselves Celebrate my birthday. No, you're not coming. No, it is my birthday, so i assuming you're okay. raising <laughs> a glass.
0: But, you know, and, and they love their wine. I'm, I'm, and I'm doing a little sort of tasty menu just for a bit of a laugh. I think I'm going to throw in... Because they, they want a wine flight. I've got some great wine at home, luckily. Um I think I might throw in this, actually, I think to go awesome with one idea. of the courses. What what, what what would I put with that that you think really brings it out?
3: I think uh, I think it goes very well as a sort of aperitif started off. And also then scallops. Yeah. It uh, goes really well. Um, uh, so a couple of the Michelin-star restaurants, you know, they've often paired it with scallops or... Um, I imagine lobster. crab as well. Yes, crab. those sorts of things. So really good. a lot of crab would
1: be interesting because you've got a bigger... Got, I mean... I'd always take a crab over a lobster any day. but um, I love crab, yeah. I love crab. I think with a, with a really delicious like crab, crab. soup, something with a, with a, you know, I think you could do something. Okay. Go for a Nathan Outlaw crab. Extra I've got, crab I'm, so. I'm
0: thinking, I'm making one of my favourites is chestnut and chorizo soup, which I think is very, very wintry. Mm.
1: Okay with that? I've But no. of course, beforehand. Okay. Or yeah, maybe you not. just have a single scallop later on.
0: <laughs> I think they're called a, what's a single one called? lonely no
1: <laughs> this is like I'm still, sorry I'm still on Christmas joke mode you
0: know, I'm still like no, it's got a particular I'll come back to you on that one but it's, but it's interesting remember.
3: about having people so they uh, one of our um, uh, customers did with a blind taste test with uh, a sort of 100 of consumers and sommeliers, but yeah. didn't tell them what it was. They didn't see the bottle. They're like, what is it? Is it a sparkling wine? Half thought it was a sparkling wine. Half thought, so a couple of thought it was a cider. Uh, a few thought I, it was a beer. Others said just don't know. Yeah. So it, it really does But that, does but of, yeah. but that yeah. gives you
0: a huge marketing dilemma though, Daniel, because yeah. I, I know I know your product fairly well and, you know, uh, you know, and it's, it's vegan, which, you know, that satisfies some people. That's Absolutely great. And, perfect. and, um, I just I don't know how to market it really, you know, because
1: it's, it's But that's it's fascinating a special, that people actually. Would you, do you agree with that? That you wouldn't know what it is? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Because I do I you taste know. It. No, no. Well, if I, I, think, you prob- I think you probably stuff. would. Um, but I mean, I've tried. I've tried wines that are you know dissimilar to that. Um, Actually, Japanese Japanese have had a Koshu wine. They're mm, indigenous mm. grapes, and they have the similar sort of profile to that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of soft white fruits, uh, quite sort of, um you know, very soft, not much acidity to them. Yeah. Um, really interesting. I think if you give that to people blind, they'd struggle to... Yeah, they'd struggle it.
0: to pick it. Which up. I love, yeah. but actually it gives Daniel a huge dilemma in terms of sales
3: and what to because do. Because also so. I think a bit like what you were saying, I think, um, I think, and not that this is aimed at women, but I think a lot of women in particular, reject beer because it's t- too bitter, too volumetric, all this sort of thing. And we think this is a real opportunity to bring more women into the beer category yeah. um, because uh, it's not too bitter. It's quite aromatic. So it's something which we also often have people tell us, oh, I don't like beer. I'm not going to like it. And they taste it. Like, go, oh, actually... Mm. Quite delicious, <laughs> and I think it's, it, it's so. also a
2: really nice counterpoint to the way, especially craft beers, are going. And it's mm. more hoppy, extra more, hop, more, and more, yeah. And it's kind of going too too intense. And this is actually pairing it right back.
3: It yeah. is absolutely. Is the um, is it gluten free as well? It is gluten free. Yes.
2: What both
0: the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic? Both, yeah. So you've got so you've got a gluten free non-alcoholic, amazing, what yes. you know, table yes. beer.
3: Yes, that's
0: not bad going. is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
3: and um, it's doing quite well. I think the the non-alcoholic because. Um, if you're, and I, I think non-alcoholic wines are going to come up because I think even now well, you're ha- starting to see if better know, ones coming no out. There's no good ones yet. Yeah,
0: but if anybody's got any good ones, can they let me know and come on the program? But there aren't because it's so yeah. hard.
3: So this is filling a gap at the moment, I think, between if you don't want a hoppy beer, yeah, but you're looking for something non-alcoholic that's adult. it's a really good option
0: Hmm. so talking of being adult should we go on and um, let's do cocktails I think
3: so it's been
0: a long day already it's been a long day and it's uh, it's boxing day Frankie Frankie Snowball of Tipplesworth tell me come on help us now
4: so I'm about to pour some festive punch Yeah, it's a hot gin cocktail um, so just a bit different than the ordinary boxing day drink um, if I can attempt to not spill it, everybody. I bet
0: you didn't oh, realise. You know, Charlie, when you came on the programme, you didn't realise this was going to happen, did you?
4: This is so exciting!
0: No,
1: <laughs> it's
4: amazing. <laughs> so I made this. In you need all my... this stuff in your shops. I heated this we up do, this yeah. morning at ten a.m. My ah. mum thought I was crazy mixing gin
1: <laughs> that early in the morning. Yeah, I bet she worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. Yeah. It's like
0: yes. Oh, I was still recovering. smell that. That's
1: Christmassy. That's Christmas oh. smell.
0: So it's
4: a mixture. So basically, so which one's this one? This is. So so festive punch. I actually i i oh, used the bottle to make this, so I don't actually have a full bottle to show yeah. you. Um, but it has sloes, apple, orange, mm, cloves, Lapsing, that thing, souchong tea for a bit of smokiness, ginger. Yeah. Um Sorry, that's delicious Thank I don't you. like mulled wine and this is awesome yes and it's, it's quite boozy so drink slowly <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. so we've mixed it with gin yeah, no um, driving afterwards but you can do an alcohol free version um, with just water as well oh that's lovely
1: so hang on while everyone's mm. let, well, was getting you know slightly so, so ex- drunk yeah so, I'm so, getting a little bit drunk let,
4: here
0: exactly that's
1: why, <laughs> I, that's <laughs> why I'm taking over
0: um, Yeah. you remind me when the programme's
1: supposed to I might have missed it you may have residual booze in the system from yesterday um, probably so you're yes. making. So, what are you making? Because I'm holding a bottle in my yes. hand that so
4: looks. That's our, our passion fruit martini. Right. Um. You'll notice the lovely pinups on the side, or me and my team illustrated in pinup version. <laughs> I'm not commenting. Um, yeah. Um, we we make fun fabulous faff free cocktails um so these are free yes because uh, so my background i used to be a mixologist um and i used to dread when people would ask for a a porn star martini or an espresso martini when it's three deep uh, because it's a drink that takes a a long time to make um and i think there's this horrible stigma around um pre-mixed drinks and i wanted to change that so i've made these mixers Espresso Martini's won a Great Taste Award. We've won um, Spirits Masters Awards for our mixers. And it's just really beautiful ingredients inside. And they're very much my baby. So
0: essentially, um, obviously, we're on radio. It's a little bit bit difficult to describe. So we've got a 500ml bottle. Um, Essentially, you've done all the mixing So I've got I've got the espresso martini here. We've got the um, passion fruit martini, Um, and it means that what you can do is you're not snaffling those. Don't you dare! (laughs) Stop it. Um, It means that you can then um, pour all those out, so there's ten servings in there. Yeah. So you you add a bit of
4: vodka. You mix um, the base spirit with it. Yeah. So um, those you would add the vodka to. Give it a good hard shake. And, and you're there, and you're there, so super easy. And I think the big thing as well um, is the the presentation of the drink. So I've done a lot yeah. of lab work to actually make sure that it has the perfect crema on top mm. because that's very much symbolic of a good espresso martini. It is indeed. Um, and so yeah, it's it's been a, a long journey to get <laughs> here. <laughs> You are. No way. Are you so No way you're stealing those. For? Over,
1: over, over look, 2019. Day. Be oh, nice to me. I'm just for once. Nice. Over 2019, I definitely feel I've got more into cocktails. And I've really. Oh, I, I, so I've definitely gone more into the Negroni. Um, the Negroni is. Which I, I hold you entirely favorite. responsible for because you got me into that whole sort of like, look, it's this simple. You can just knock these things out. But
4: A bit of chocolate bitters in a Negroni is
1: incredible. Is that key? Yeah. Mm. Love it.
0: I would <laughs> say a tiny, tiny bit of. White Heron, is it? The the British Cassis people. Oh. Tiny, a couple of drops of that, it transforms it. <laughs> Gorgeous.
1: But, but I'm interested, because I'm going to forget the name. You introduced me to another espresso martini brand. It won't told be as good me. as mine. No, no, no.
0: Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Con- conquer Spirit, mate. Beautiful cold brew. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, coffee liqueur. Best, definitely
1: best on the market. So you gave me one of those. Well, you didn't give me one. You told me about no, it, so I bought s- it. Or you might have stolen it. No, no, I didn't. I, I, went, on, I went I went online and bought it. Um, but I'm really interested in this, because... I just think there's this, is, you know, foodies, which is the category I very much firmly put myself in, are constantly looking for new things to excite and delight mm-hmm. their guests because it's part of one-upmanship, sure it's part of how you define yourself. We're no longer and, as and interesting.
0: And fun and a bit of humour yeah. as well.
1: It's it's exactly, awesome. No, it is. No, 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 but, but, but I impressed. I think
0: people are trying to show off in a way. I think that what they're trying to do is just... Yeah, have a talking point when people arrive and yeah. create a bit of excitement. Huh? Are you
1: not impressed in a sort good of like, fun. oh, look, I can do this. More yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, here's something really cool. Yeah. Isn't this fun? Because yeah. I think when you love something, whether that's music, whether that's fashion, you want to share it. So I think the joy of these things mm-hmm. is actually being like, hey, I can make a passion fruit martini. It's like,
4: ha, 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 ha. you know? And
1: actually they're like, cool. And, and it actually, tastes
4: good and it looks good. And then you can pass it
1: on. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a really fun space. I think yeah. it's... I just don't think it's big enough yet. That's my kind of...
4: It's it's happening. Is and, it? I do um, think people are
0: moving to cocktails and, and, and instead of the sort of Del Boy, you know, only fours and version, version, they're getting quite sophisticated about it and, and trying to understand... Because it's good fun, isn't it? And, and
1: Do you know, actually, my wife did for Christmas, which is not necessarily a good sign. Um, I did ask for it. Give me a measuring cup for, um, for spirits. Because I kept... I just don't have, what did you buy her over Because you normally buy something for you, for her. When I normally buy, uh, All sorts of things, all sorts of things.
3: But also just <laughs> linking on to what you were saying, I think yeah, the yeah, personalization like. is becoming a massive thing. So kind of the HelloFresh for cocktails and alcohol coming into the home, being more interesting. I think it's a big
4: So many big people drink that's coming. are mm. drinking cocktails at home, so yeah. it's an opportunity to kind of recreate that bar experience, but from the comfort of your home, Agreed. with beautiful ingredients without all mm. the path.
1: And, and I think there's also a generational thing here, which is, you know, there is a group of people who now have children who can no longer go out regularly. And actually, when you take the cost of babies and you can't
0: drive, and we're stuck all sorts at home
1: things, and yeah. we kind of go, How are we going to make this evening as interesting as it used to be when we were, you know? partying just for myself yeah
0: but when you're old you got rid of them so you don't have to worry about it anymore yeah, I go, oh, Lord,
1: i'm still at four and marvellous. six. <laughs> you know, it's more where it's like it, it, it's cocktail time go to bed
4: yeah I, I wish i brought my cocktail shaker and we could have a shake off and see who could actually pour um the best looking cocktail but i forgot sorry that's all right. <laughs> that sound. that's that sound, that sound i love that i, I love that shake you'll noise. have to bring me back <laughs> yeah. Um, yes.
0: So, and where would you get really great recipes as well for cocktails? Do you have any advice for anybody who's going to do their New Year's Eve thing?
4: Um, Is there any good,
0: you know, good sort of I, I love
4: places. I love a good difference guide. Um, that's kind of the the cocktail um, Bible, really yeah. for for bartenders and industry people. So I think people need to tap into that resource. Yeah. And just experimenting and putting together flavors that you enjoy. So, um, for example, our espresso martini. And writing
0: them down and make sure you
4: remember remember, for the next time. (laughs) Yeah, um, we've put a bit of maple in our espresso martini mixer, along with cold brew coffee and cocoa distillate and various things. But um, better than sugar syrup. But and the the reason being why we've stuck the maple in is because um, my background is Canadian, hence the funny accent. Yeah, Um, and I try to stick maple in all of my cocktails.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it had. I thought it was from, from Vermont. I'm joking. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Well, that's great because you've, you've
0: got to have some sugar syrup in there anyway. So yeah. why not
1: have? Um,
4: there, there is some sugar in as yeah. well, um, but we we use a um, unrefined golden cane.
1: I just think there's a magic to cocktail making that still remains. You know,
4: uh, I want to get better at it.
1: Yeah, so do I. Should we make that a resolution? Yeah,
4: that's okay. That's,
0: it's gonna a gonna, really gonna, good. I'm going to get better at making cocktails for 2020. That's sort of resolution I can stick to. But <laughs> uh.
1: well, then, so every month we'll say, okay, so. On, what, what did you make this month okay. and we can then talk okay, about for the our programs car- in 2020 okay, we're so, going to go by 2021 we would be like hey, okay, we're giving up our
0: yeah. <laughs> so so um, just finally now as the programs are coming to a close we've got New Year's Eve approaching I hope everybody um, has a fabulous 2020 I'm not sure it could be worse than 2019 um, uh, or maybe let's say a more settled 2020 a more stable yeah
1: I'm not sure any of these words are helping me.
0: Undramatic uh, uh, year. So so. we um, really wish everybody uh, good luck and a, a great new year. Uh, your top tip for doing New Year's Eve... What what are you doing? Are you going to start with cocktails and then have a little bit of Gushborn? So bit of, for, bit of so bota- my my, 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 my key tip is course?
1: get the children to bed. Yeah. Right, <laughs> we don't have children. So. Okay, but for those of us who do, the key is or give get them, them a, get the get the TV upstairs, put them in a room, leave them alone. That's how I spent my birthday for my first fourteen years before yeah. I went out in the town. Yeah. Um, I, do you know? I think it's about trying to find a way to hit New Year's Eve at like that midnight moment with a sense of, of progression. And I yeah. think that's quite hard on an evening, particularly as old as I am. It's about timing. Um, espresso it martini. is about timing. Expresso yeah. mal- maybe <laughs> the espresso martini at about 10 o'clock just to kind of like carry us through. There Kirk you go. I you up.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, th- I,
1: think, I, I think it's about not making it too crazily complicated. I think, you know, it's all life stage, isn't it? Like
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I quite like small courses what are you actually in New doing Year's Eve. Um, uh, So I've, uh, I'll make some chicken liver pate. Love that. Mm-hmm. It's great. I'm going to make some bit, little bit of soup. I'm going to do some crab, uh, duck actually for a oh. main course, and then lemon posset afterwards because you need a bit of you know, whatever. Hang on. Do all that all the way through.
1: You haven't mentioned your obvious favourite course? what is cheese What's the cheese oh no no I've obviously
0: got cheese oh, right, okay, but, but the thing for me is then it means you can sort of have tiny bits of food and then you just get to New Year's Eve and everybody's just finished their cheese or whatever yeah. and you're, you're ready for a bit of champagne a bit of Gusbourne uh, so
3: there you are not it's, champagne it's the Gussborn, Gussborn, yeah. Gussborn, Gussborn. you start uh, off with some binary patient yourself. Yep. Pick up at 10 o'clock with some espresso martini, <laughs> yep. see in the New Year's with some Gersborn. Done. The perfect New Year's Eve. <laughs>
0: yes. The perfect New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. But it's about timing and I think if you can do that and then that's just perfect. And I'm very lucky because where I live I uh, look out over the sea and it's an amazing vista. So if you go up to the top, we've got like a deck on the top of the house, um, you can just then go and see all the fireworks that
1: oh, no. everybody else has done for miles around. Oh, so you take Going out to me. sea. You know, with living in, in, in the Highbury Mass. Doesn't
0: happen in Islington,
1: wherever you are. Highbury. Highbury <laughs> yeah. The We're going to get Fox when Arsenal win, which isn't it?
0: Exactly. Um, so, Charlie Holland of uh, Gusbourne, uh, just a little New Year's resolution for you. What are you doing for New Year's? What are you.
1: Oh, it's a good one.
2: Um, I think just um, probably drink a bit less, but drink better.
0: <laughs> well done.
2: <laughs> that good. quality. Yeah, it's all about uh, moderation, but so you know, It's in your quality. job.
1: Your job description is. Includes the word drink, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so that's a good one. You can, st- you can
2: stick to that.
0: Daniel Becker, Binary Botanicals, uh, New Year's resolution. Charlie's
3: just stolen mouth. A- Same thing, I think. Thing. Um, 2020, I think, is around, you know, I think, live lighter. You know, drink a bit less, live a bit better.
1: That's a great one, live lighter. I mean, yeah. that that is a great, that's a great calling card. Yeah. Live lighter. Because it, it touches on the environmental questions exactly. we have. It yeah. touches on the broader... You know, the broader issues.
3: Yeah, so it's the aim. And maybe
1: also ties into CBD, which we're doing, you know, lighter just floating through the. That's what sort we're of doing, know, in, a doing in a couple of weeks' time. Week that time. should I'm
4: be good
0: enough. And Frankie Snowbell, Tipplesworth,
4: news resolution. Um, just enjoy the moment and, and appreciate what's in front of you instead right of worrying then, so much right about now. the future. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> Ollie. I think I'm going to still live lighter. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: going to that, that as well. It. I really like live <laughs> just... lighter. Although, I am going to make you, I'm going to bring you a cocktail every, or tell me about a cocktail every month. Yeah. For 2020. And
1: you're sous vide as well. <laughs>
0: Yes, well there we go. I'm going to get some Arsenal, the soon vide.
1: <laughs> we can get Alex Shannon back on the program. Yeah. To
0: help us. So if you're interested in um, looking at any of the Tipplesworth uh, cocktail mixers uh, for News Eve, which you probably should, takes a lot of effort out and it tastes amazing. Um, we'll have a link uh, on on the Food Talk website, and the same with Gusbourne. If you're going to have, I mean, don't. I'm not being funny, but don't have champagne. We're British. Don't have champagne. You should have some really excellent uh, sparkling British, I-, I would say. I would agree. We're allowed to say things like that here. <laughs> You're not saying anything on that one, are you, Ollie?
1: No, I'm t- no I totally agree. Yeah. I, do, do you know what? I don't buy, buy champagne that often.
0: Buy British, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, um, and Daniel Becker of Binary Botanicals, again, will have a, a link to your website. Um, thank you very much for bringing that in. Try it, I would say, if you haven't tried it before. You'd be surprised and hard to And describe. try in a
1: different way. Don't yeah, try it just in terms of, like, have it with food and, mm. I think, play. Yeah.
0: Enjoy it. I'm feeling a bit wobbly now. Um, so, thank you so, to my fellow so wrap up the presenter, Ollie Lloyd. It's Boxing Day. It is. If you want to recommend any future guests, don't bother writing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tired and emotional. Write to Ollie. No, you can do that via Twitter, at uh, Food Talk Show. And if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts, which probably much better than this one... <laughs> I've enjoyed this one. No, I've enjoyed this one. It's an amazing, great guest. Wonder why. Uh, Mm. Go to foodtalk.co.uk or via Specialty Food Magazine website. Really sincerely, we all do, um, especially me and Ollie, um, hope that you have an amazing new year with you and your family. Uh, Here's to 2020. And have a good week. Bye-bye.